Welcome to Explicit Answers with James and Jen. This is the uh, beta show. I'm James. And I'm Jen. And uh, we're gonna, we've been doing Geek Loves Nerd for quite a while. We've decided to switch over to just a, I don't know, not an advice show, but an opinion show. Mm. Do you have any opinions you would like to share? Um, give me a topic and I'll give you an opinion. Well, here's the topics. What we're going to do is uh, every show, we're simply going to answer your questions and uh, not only answer them from our perspective, but also um, we post every question on the website at explicitanswers.com and uh, we get the feedback of our listeners. So what do you think about that? I think that sounds good. Cool. All right, uh, question number one. Let's just jump right into it. What do you think will happen over the next five to ten years in America? Well, uh, Laurel says America's been going through a lot of different issues in the last five to ten years. Crappy economy, crappy leadership, border control issues, natural disasters. You name it, we've had it. Personally, I don't think five to ten years is going to make that big of a difference in how our country does things or appears to the rest of the world. Sorry if I seem a bit cynical. Mike Prince says, I'm excited about the show, and my opinion is this. Number one, we'll have a new president. After our next election, he figures uh, Obama won't be reelected, I guess. Mm. Everyone will think the new president is great for a while and then hate them after a year or two. Pretty much happens. <laughs> and that president will go back on most of his or her campaign promises. Mm-hmm. Our economy will slowly rise. And by the year 10, uh, and by year 10, we'll be looking towards another collapse. In short, I think uh, things will be looking up in five years and then down again after five more. Sorry, I guess I'm cynical too, but uh, I'm a history fan, and usually it repeats itself, so that's what I'm going by, Mike. Phil says, I feel that we're finally starting to see some of the benefits of the current administration. Hopefully more of the country will start to see and recognize that over the next couple of years, and President Obama will get another run at it. That's when we'll really see what he's capable of, after he's mostly cleaned up the mess that the Bush administration left behind. All things told, I'm looking forward to this country weathering the existing economic drudgery, and finally starting an upward trend back toward economic stability and renewed prosperity. We are a resilient lot with a wide and varied background to draw upon. All right, Jen, the original question, what do you think will happen over the next five to 10 years in America? Well, I agree with the history guy. I I think especially the economy goes through cycles Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we're we're at a very low down cycle and uh, it will get better. I don't know how much better, um, you know, part of the reason the economy collapsed was because, you know, housing prices were actually way higher right. than they should have been. They were, you know, mortgage lenders were lending money to people that shouldn't have been approved for loans. So there's a lot of things going on out there that shouldn't have been happening. And hopefully because of the collapse, you know, when the market does go back up, it won't go up artificially. My theory but, is this, that the economy collapsed because of greed mm-hmm. and because of credit. Yes. Because of bad credit. Everybody in America is in debt. So uh, where's America going to be at in the next 10 years? I think it's going to be in the crapper because nothing's changing. All we're doing is throwing money at it. We're not even paying off the debt. Mm -hmm. We're just covering it up. So politics aside, this isn't even a political show. I just see that behaviors haven't changed. And behaviors is where we make our decisions from. And America's dream is uh, is a great dream. It's a great dream to be able to come to a country and do awesome things. But on the negative side, on the, on the other side of that, I see people that are very me-centered. I see folks that want to keep up with the Joneses. 
Um, I see folks that care more um, about their financial um, <clears throat> their financial stability more than their family's stability. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people's morality and decisions are going to negatively affect uh, where a country goes in every other area. So I don't know. You know, he asked a political question. Uh, let's see. This was posted by... I don't even have the answer to that. So uh, my bad. Sorry, person who sent the question in. But uh, I don't know that it's a political question as much as it is a moral question. I don't think um, – I think I think the entire country set up to get you in debt. Yes, it is. It's the whole thing. Every commercial, everything you do. Man, tell me, if you didn't watch television, if you didn't uh, troll through the malls, you wouldn't even know you needed to have the stuff you need. True, and it's one thing if you can afford it, buy it. I just got an iPad today, love it. Paid for it, paid for it, paid for it with no credit. That's right, we don't buy anything we can't pay for. That's right, dad gummit, except for a house. Yeah, so there you go. I don't know where we're gonna be in 10 years. I don't, I'm not very optimistic. I know I'm gonna be old in 10 years, yeah, so won't really matter at that point. Okay, good. Uh, okay, question number two. Where is the balance to both husband and wife between job security and the husband doing what he loves, even if that means less security? Well, Elizabeth says, I'm interpreting this question as being a situation where the husband is considered leaving his job uh, for something else, which would result in the family having less financial security. Sorry if I'm wrong. No, you're not. So you did good. This is something I've been looking over the last uh, at the last little while. I come from a family where my mom had the steady job while my dad took care of the sister and I when we were little and also worked for the church, et cetera. He's done odd jobs ever since, sometimes full-time, sometimes part-time, sometimes fully paid, sometimes voluntary. So that's my background. However, I'm getting married later this year, and my fiancé has a different idea. He comes from a family where mom stays home and dad works. And while we've agreed that when the time comes, I'll stay home with our kids and until they're school-aged, uh, we both decided to look at what the Bible said. So uh, one verse that seems to have come to say this is 1 Timothy 5.8. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I've heard this interpreted as meaning that the biblical role of the husband is to provide for the family in this situation. As far as I understand, it depends on the family situation. If the wife is able to work... And make sure the family's provided for and is happy to do so. Go ahead. I'm not quite sure what else to say, but I thought I'd throw in this into the mix. Hope I made some sense. And uh, so, yeah. Jen, what do you think? Here, This is a man, a husband. Uh, he wants to obviously go do something that uh, is something he loves. It may translate into less financial security, uh, a.k.a. a regular paycheck for his family. I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> I'm really big on financial security. Um, you know, like we, we've been all over the place with finances. Yep. Um, there was a time where you interned and you didn't make any money. Yep. There was a time when you were in school. And you worked. And I worked. And we and, were rich. And now, you know, and then there was a time where we both worked and then we were really rich. Woo-hoo. And now I don't work and you work. So we've, we've kind of been we're through poor. all the things. Yeah, we're poor again. But, um, I definitely think that getting into any kind of career where the family's depending on your money and you can't depend on a, you know, relatively, uh, what is it? Relative, regular, yeah. regular paycheck. That's a really bad idea. Yeah. Um, now if it just involves like say a 
$20,000 cut in pay or, or something like that. And, and it is something you want to switch to. And it's something, you know, you sit down and make a plan to switch to. I, I don't see any problems with living a little bit less, but, um, but just going to something that there's no security, I, yeah. I would say big no. Here's, here's my, here's my two cents. Okay. Um, first of all, I agree with Jen. If you got young children and you're a newer family, you got to go, you got to take it easy. You know, second thing, go slow. There's no reason why it has to be one A and then B. Why can't you do what you love on the side until it gets so busy that you can't do both? And then one gradually phases out the other. Okay. Um, just try it out. I happen to know this guy's situation. Turns out to be a, a fan of one of my other shows. Mm-hmm. And um, he's wanting to uh, do speaking engagements instead of having a regular job, go do speaking engagements. Go do a ton of them. Get yourself booked up for two years. And when you've got so many, you can't even sleep because you're working and doing this, then go for it. Make that transition. Um, But going slow, no matter what you do, even if you do an A to B switch, make sure you got your family support. Your wife is behind you and with you 100%. Make sure you got things covered. I believe that if you make the right decision and that if you're being directed by God to do awesome things, then he will make a way for you. He doesn't just call you to it and then make it impossible. Um, he, and he never does things. I, I've, in my experience, he's never calls you to things that you can do on your own anyway. But when we think about the future, we tend to think about it without God in it. It's all us and what we have to do. So I would advise you to just slow down. Take it step by step and trust that the way is laid. Just uh, just take it step by step. I will say this too, though. If you do screw up and your heart's in the right place, for some reason, it always seems to work out. Right. As long as your heart's in the right place. Um, There you go. Question number three. What do you do when you're in a relationship where one party wants to get married and the other one is not sure? There is no response to this. People were afraid to touch it. So I'll read it again. What do you do when you're in a relationship where only one party wants to get married and the other is not sure? Jen, um, what do you do when you're in a relationship of 14 years and one was glad they got married and the other is not sure? <laughs> that would be me. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, I, it depends on a lot of factors. I mean, if, if you guys... if. If the two people you're talking about are like both 18, yeah, then I don't know that you need to do anything different because you probably shouldn't get married yet anyway. If you're six, tell the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> if you're 12, give it up. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you're like, say, 25 and you've been dating a long time and marriage is not looking like it's in the future or one of you just doesn't really have an interest in it, then I think it's time to end the relationship because I think that's kind of a deal breaker when you get to the point where, one of you wants to get married and one doesn't, then obviously you, the two of you are not compatible with that big major subject. So um. Yeah, marriage is, is something you both, both very, very, very much, pretty much need to be completely in sync about. Yeah. 100%. It's like having kids. Don't have kids unless you're sure. And don't order a Reese's Blast from Sonic to share if you're not both sure you'll eat it. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of things like that. It's not mm-hmm. just marriage. But I'm telling you, if you both don't want to get married, why would you want to marry somebody that doesn't want to marry you? Yeah. That's sad. Because that's already a 50% chance that they're going to want to get out of it. Absolutely. They're they're holding their options open. They're thinking there's somebody better than you coming along eventually. 
Or maybe, yeah, it, it just, it depends. Believe me, I'm married to someone like that. Wow. She ain't found nothing better, though. Ba-cha-ka-pow. <laughs> I believe in the marriage vow. Yeah, mm, yeah, pretty, pretty serious thing. Yeah. But, yeah, if you're in, in, in a relationship, apparently you've been together for a while, uh, unless you're weird and you've been dating for, like, one week. Yeah, then if you're, then if you're with somebody that wants to get married after, like, a week. Run. Yeah, run. Run quickly. Call the cops. But uh, assuming you've been together for a while and you're not in sync, um, assuming you're both mature and sane, uh, just chill. Just chill. Uh, Wait. But if it's been seven years, you know, dump his butt. Yeah. Because I bet you're a girl. It's not going to happen if it's been a while. Nope. He ain't marrying you. He's a jerk. Dump his butt. And the rest of him, too. Yeah. All right. What are your uh, question number four? What are your thoughts on the age of the universe and the Earth? I've heard people say that the Bible tells us the Earth is only ten thousand years old, while science tells us the Earth is billions of years old. I believe the Bible. Oh, I'm sorry. Other people are. Yeah. There's a big long uh, uh, diatribe here about um, old Earth versus new Earth. It's it's awesome. It's great. It's by a fellow named the Ramen Noodle. You can read it at explicitanswers.com. But he basically just goes through and tries to prove, uh, you know, that science and, and the Bible mesh and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know that they do. I don't know that I care, first of all. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with that. But, I mean, to say that science is 100% right would have to say that their methods are 100% well, right. Yeah. And these methods are created by man. So, I mean, you know, people believe in science and all that. And I think it has a lot of good stuff, but... Right. My my perfect. issue is how do you know billions versus millions versus thousands? Okay. Uh, I know we've got the carbon dating. I know we've got all these different things. Um, but beyond all that, beyond, I'm not here to try to prove anything. All I'm saying is I don't care. I really don't care. Some people think it matters because they think, oh, if the earth is billions of years old, then there is no God. And here's my thing. Here's my thing, people. I don't care because there is a God. He did create the universe. And whether he took billions of years to do it, millions of years to do it, or he did it in seven days, I don't care. It's all the same. Can I trust guys that hardly knew how to write their own language uh, thousands of years ago to write an accurate historical recreation of the creation of the universe? I don't know. I don't know if I can. Yeah. Um, how much of it is story? How much of it really happened? Was there a literal Adam and Eve or were they ideas? I don't care. The point is the same. And uh, I do believe in a God that could create the universe in seven days, but what's a day? What is a day? There's another verse that says a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like like a day. God, God exists outside of the concept of our universe. Personally, I do choose to believe seven days because I just like that idea. And I've been in Sunday school and it's a cool story. And I believe in a God that's that powerful. Okay, uh, but if you don't want to believe that, that's fine. That's fine with me. I don't care. But but uh, back to the scientist thing. Somebody just decided that if some we haven't been around long enough to find out how what the half life of carbon really is any stinking way. We're just guessing. Everything's relative. And the other part about it is science. You're supposed to be able to test things, Let's test your hypothesis. Mm-hmm. We'd have to literally be around here half a million years to even find out if we accurately have measured what a million years looks like. It's true. So, you know, we're guessing on, on the science side. 
uh, we're kind of guessing on the, the the faith side of things, okay? Uh, to me, the creation story is probably the least important thing to base your belief on God uh, with. That sentence made no sense. But uh, I, I just don't, I don't care. There's a tree out there. It grew from a seed. Um, I don't care who, who originally planted the first one. That's like aliens. People freak out. Oh, there's no aliens. I don't care if there are or not. If they're out there, God made them. Yep. Boo shakalaka. Yeah, because he doesn't say he didn't make aliens. No. no. There shall be no aliens yeah. before me. I agree with what you said um, for the most part. Yeah, I don't really care. I think it's probably, I don't really know. But um, I believe God created it, so that's enough for me. Yeah, they talk about oil and how it takes millions of years to create oil and diamonds. But yet we can create both in the context of a, of a warehouse somewhere. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not exactly the same, but it, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible to create these things in a controlled environment in minutes. So why do we doubt the power of the earth to be able to grind out diamonds in an instant with one shifting of a plate? Yeah, that could happen. You know? So I don't know. We're we're not scientists. No, absolutely not. So I, I'm not, this is just my answer. It's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like it. And you don't have to agree with it. And I don't want to hear if if you don't. Yeah. Word. It's explicit. Mm-hmm. Okay, number five in our last one for this show. I want to know how to get a guy to like me. Yes, I'm one of those annoying teenage girls who asked that question. My question is uh, more: How do you get a guy to like you? more than a friend. Every time a guy says he likes me a week into or a month later, he asks to just be friends. I'd be fine with it. If it was uh, seconds or minutes, I just wanted to ask you that. Plus I'm 15, almost a high schooler. And, uh, I, I suck, but I'm depressed. What? I don't know. I can't read that last sentence. It makes no sense to me. It's written by a 15 year old. Yeah, but they should be able to communicate in English. I'll read it word for word. I just wanted to ask you that. Plus, I'm 15 and almost high schooler and asking suck a middle school question, but I'm depressed. Mm. I think they meant to say such. Oh. I just couldn't translate from middle school. (laughs) You had to do your middle school voice and you might be able to. I want to suggest, ma'am, that your spelling might be turning off the Mm. guys. Could be. No. Go ahead, Jen. How do you get a guy to like you? How do you um, force a guy that doesn't like you to like you? You really can't. And the friends thing, it, it doesn't mean he really wants to be your friend. It means that he's, he hates you. He's done with the relationship. You're weird. You smell funny. James. He might, she might smell funny. James. I'm being honest. Lady, you need why to check out some, all your stuff. Why would somebody Make ask sure your her hair out, looks then? good. She's chasing him. Oh. I'm telling you, I know the type. She's asking him out. She's telling her friends, go tell Billy I like him. Here's a note. It says, check yes or no. <laughs> she sprays it with perfume. She writes hearts on it. Guy feels, oh, she likes me. I've never been out with anybody, so I'll go out with her. And then they date for a minute, and they, she's wigging him out somehow. I'm telling you, lady. She's probably coming on too strong. Yeah, I think you need to, I think you need to play hard to get. Well, I, I think you need to concentrate on being... The type of person that's attractive to guys. Two good guys. In not not physically as much as Yeah, don't dress like a hoe. Yeah. But um 
concentrate on yourself and and making yourself into the person you should be, and people will naturally be attracted to you. You won't have to go out and and, uh, pursue them. That's the girl answer. Here's the guy answer. Okay. Um, Guys only break up with girls who are weird. Really? Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're going out with you, so you're pretty. You're a pretty girl. You probably have great hair. You dress okay. But you probably talk too much. You either or you are drama queen. Mm. Guys hate that. Yeah. So if you're depressed, then seriously, if you got family issues, I'm not making fun of you. You need to go get that worked out. But a guy does not want to deal with your drama a week to a month in. Mm. And you may be having issues at home that you're trying to get a guy to be a crutch for. Guys don't like being crutches. They want to be needed, but they don't want to. They don't want you to be needy. Okay, so you're 15. Quit with the guys. There's yeah. my answer. Quit. Do what Jen says. Become a young woman who is someone that would attract the perfect guy, and quit chasing them. Quit worrying about it. Quit getting your self image tied up in some freckle haired boy, because that's weird that he has freckles hair. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Freckle face, <laughs> redheaded boy. No boy can save you. No boy can improve your situation. Right. So they can only make it worse, really. Yeah, dating sucks. Bad. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. Avoid it at until all costs. you're ready for the love. And don't yeah. tell me you're ready. You're 15. You can't even drive yet. That's right. Go get a license. That's much more fun than a boy. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. That's show number one. Actually, show number zero. I don't even know if we're going to label this one. Beta. Explicit answers. No sound effects. No music. No nothing. Just me and, and soft-spoken Jen. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I know. I need to get you a good mic. I was going to say, I blame the microphone. But uh, now that we're at the end of the show, I'll tell you a little bit about ourselves. Jen's a girl. That I am. She's 42 years old. I am not 42. I am 33. Heavily overweight. I am not. I am within my healthy weight range. She's scrawny. She's downright skinny. I'm not downright skinny. She's either. the mother of two children. That is true. Five-year-old and a two-year-old. Yep. And she is married to a children's pastor. Yep. Unfortunately. And I just want to say straight off that when we got married, you were not a pastor. Yeah. So There be were careful. no pastor plans in the future. Be careful, ladies. Yeah. It could happen to your husband. Mm-hmm. God comes down in a big fiery bush, lands on your head, burns all your husband's hair off. And uh, just to grow it back, he has to say yes. It wasn't exactly that exciting, but yeah. I'm James. I'm a podcaster, children's pastor, artist, uh, fat guy. Uh, I love Star Wars. I love my iPad um, and my PS3. I love your iPad, And my Xbox and my wife. Somewhere in yeah, there. I'm like so far behind. Jen and I have been married 14 years uh, last weekend mm-hmm. or last week and uh, loved every single minute of it. Oh, it's been pure bliss. Dear Lord. It's Loving so awesome it. that I need to make mistakes. You do. To, to make it more interesting. I mean, we never fight. We never. always get along. Everything's so Jen perfect. still wears her wedding dress every day. That's how <laughs> awesome we are. I still wear the cummerbund. <laughs> Do you know? Bo- with boxers. You stole it. You stole it from the rental tuck. Dang it. You're right. It was Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you didn't have a cummerbund, did you? No, I wore a vest, I think. Oh, good. Cummerbunds had gone out. Already out. Just barely, like in three days before I a wedding. I think a cummerbund was an option, but it, you went with course, the vest. Of course. 
Kids yeah. today don't even know what they are. They, they were like flat fanny packs. <laughs> they were, and they were very attractive. They were pleated fanny packs. Everybody in the 90s thought they were cool. They were awesome for fat guys especially. They like tucked your gut up <laughs> in, your, in your chest. It was awesome. They were spring-loaded. Uh, anyway, that's enough. If you'd like more information or to ask a question of your own, explicitanswers at gmail.com. Or you can check out the website, explicitanswers.com. Comment on others' questions and uh, submit your own. Until next time, uh, get a life. You too. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. Oh. I was talking to the people. I thought you were talking to me. I was sorry. trying to be edgy. Get a life. That isn't very edgy. Rah. Edgy would be something else. Beeping. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, that's edgy. That's explicit. That's edgy.